Hi, friend. Welcome to the Faith and Freedom Podcast with Francis Bella. I am your host, Francis. And on this podcast, I talk about what it looks like to live an abundant life like Jesus talked about. I believe in order to do that, we must first know our identity in Christ by finding out who God says we are and by being rooted and established and confident in God's love for us. Lastly, I believe that we need to allow God to heal the broken pieces of our story so that we can fully walk in the freedom that God has for us. My hope is that as we lean into God's word together, we are strengthened, encouraged, and grow in our faith so we can truly walk in all the fullness that is found in Christ. So let's get into it. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. So far, the episodes have been pretty short. Um, But today, I wanted to kind of just share a little bit about my story and what led me to start doing this podcast. Um, I mean, really, it was kind of a God nudge to to start it but the journey that got me here has been a roller coaster and I wanted to share my story not so that you can feel sorry for me although you might (laughs) Um, but really it's to share a little piece of my story and to impress upon you that God is able to heal even some really tough stuff and um not only that but so that you know that I am a fellow what's that word um sojourner is that the right word I don't know but I'm on this journey with you I am not coming from a place of um talking at you but really just wanting to encourage you because I am on the same journey of healing as you are. And if you're here listening to this podcast, um, it's probably because there are some things that need healing in your life as well. So I'm glad you're here. And um, I'm going to share a little bit about my past. Now, If you, I am currently in my front yard. So if you hear, I'm hoping that this mic will kind of... Um, wash out any of the background noise but if you hear noise I apologize in advance this is where my quiet space is today I really felt the need to share this today so 
um, just a little bit about my childhood because, you know, when we're children, the things that happen in our childhood, we carry throughout our entire life, right? And um, it's so interesting. I was reading a, a caption from this doctor um, who has studied post-traumatic stress and specifically as it relates to um, soldiers that come back from war. And he said a statistic that 90% of veterans or 90% of soldiers that come back from combat who end up with PTSD are um, directly correlated to childhood traumas. And so it's just crazy because in our childhood, that's when, you know, our brain is still developing and we still are forming um, beliefs about ourselves and about the world around us. And those things are going to impact us um, throughout our life, right? And so that's really where my story begins. Um, I, at a young age, was um, was exposed to some scary stuff. Um, I would say the my, my biggest, I would say the first um, hit happened um, when my parents separated. My dad had an affair with our live-in nanny. Um, I must have been, I don't know, like seven, I guess I was at the time and, um, or maybe a little bit older, but I was very, 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 very angry, um, at him. I felt that he destroyed our, our family and I saw, um, you know, my mom grieving through that, um, that betrayal, right? And, I was older because I really did understand what was happening. I could, I saw my mom, you know, um, just going through the emotions of what something like that um, could cause, right? And so um, I must have been like nine when they began to talk about reconciliation. And um, at that point, my dad had um, gotten his mistress pregnant and so um, my mom had chosen to forgive him and so there was talks of reconciliation and that same year um, my grandfather his dad my dad's dad was murdered um, and so that was a huge scary thing in my world um, the following year, which now brings me to the age of 10, my parents were still not officially back together. We were still, I don't really recall if we were living in another state, but we had moved after their separation. And um, my dad was murdered. So now I am 10 and I just have, you know, trying to process the separation. Um, I'm still very mad at my dad and he is now got murdered. And so I have two people in my family who have been murdered and I'm trying to process this, right? Um, at the same time, our family is just, it just was very chaotic. Um, and then the following year, so now I'm 11 years old and my aunt was murdered. And so you can imagine that I mean how do you process that um I I don't even have the words um as a kid to be leaving we lived in fear for a really long time and 
what's sad now going back is that there was nobody really to tell us. And by us, I mean, you know, me and my cousins that are similar age. Um, there was nobody really telling us, you know, we're safe, we're okay, because nobody really knew. And um, all of our parents were grieving the the losses, right? And so it was a very scary several years. And those years really, really impacted me um, even now. And so I, I say that, I mean, there's more that has happened since then, but that's a big one because that is the big trauma that came up recently that has led me to this place. And um, I'm going to fast forward now as an adult um, you know, I, I married, I have my own children and, um, in the 2020, um, of course we're going through this whole pandemic situation, everybody is shut down and, um, we had just moved to a apartment in Orange County and I, I remember, um, we had been there maybe a month and for whatever the reason, um, I think it was because there was a lot of stuff online at the time about human trafficking. And I am really intrigued by, I shouldn't say the word intrigued. I'm very passionate about protecting children. And um, I was reading a lot of stories of women locally that were being um you know, followed, especially with their small children. And so I was reading a lot about that. And so I don't know if that is the reason why I looked up our area. I don't really know, but just so happens I'm searching on the internet for some kind of like criminal history or something. And lo and behold, it comes up online that the year, it hadn't even been a year from the time that we had moved to this apartment complex that my neighbor, like literally next door neighbor had been killed, like stabbed and killed two, two people in that apartment. And when I tell you this was like the beginning of not the end, but the beginning of a very long spiraling I can't even explain how this impacted me. Um, This brought up so many emotions and I would have thought at this point, if, if prior to this situation happening, someone had asked me if I had like healed or grieved or, you know, gone over quote unquote, what had happened to my dad and our family, I probably would have thought like, I'm over it. I'm an adult. It's been 30 plus years, you know, since that happened, um, you guys, I, I can tell you that it almost just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I didn't even leave my apartment. I could not leave my house because I was stricken by fear. I was stricken by anxiety. I, I was a mess. I, there's no other nice way to put it. I couldn't sleep. If I did sleep, I would have 
on trying in my time of trying to go to sleep, I had a very intrusive thoughts. Um, I felt like I was never going to get better. I, it was awful. I can't even tell you. I, it was just terrible. And if you have ever been in any kind of, um, have you ever experienced any kind of like anxiety or, um, even like panic attacks, you know, how just like, just not disabling. I don't know. That's, that's the correct word. It's just, um, it's like, it's terrible. <laughs> I don't even have the words to express. It is scary and it is terrible. And I, for months was like, I can't leave the house. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. I didn't want to go walk anywhere. And at that time, I mean, there's really not that much you can do because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but, um, I didn't even really have the desire to leave my home because of the anxiety and the fear that, um, something was going to happen to me or my kids. And luckily, um, because I literally thought that I was, I felt like I was going insane. I felt like I was going to lose my mind and I needed help. And, um, my husband is a veteran and thankfully there are many resources out there for veterans and their families. And I was able to, um, get some counseling or I ended up reaching out to an organization locally, um, who at no cost gave me a therapist and it was like, Oh my gosh, it was a saving grace. It was literally God helping me get through such a dark, dark season. And while working with the therapist, I was able to have hope. And I was able to come to a place where I could sleep. And I was able to Um, recognize that I was not quote unquote over what had happened to me or my family at such a young age. And um, the therapist really helped me to see things in a different perspective that I, I really, if I hadn't had her, I can't tell you that I would have, you know, been able to move forward. I mean, I could still be in that place. Who knows? Um, so if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I am there. I am in the pit of anxiety right now. Number one, I want to let you know that you are not alone and that you will get through this. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you don't have to stay there, um, but you do need to get support and, I am so thankful that not only are there organizations out there and it's not just for veterans, there are so many great organizations um, out there that help even if you are, let's say, low income because you don't have the financial means to be able to get therapy. There are organizations out there that will help. You just have to have to look. And um, I am so thankful that that I came across such a a organization that was able to, to give us that support. And, um, so number one, you are not alone. There is hope. Um, number two, 
God sees you. And I know that that may sound very cliche and very like Christianese to say that, but you know, um, in my journey of learning how to, um, you know, rethink about things and change the way I think, um, one of the things that I have learned is that when you have a, a victim mentality, and I've talked about this in a podcast before that, um, sometimes, you know, we get stuck in these patterns of thinking that are, that are not beneficial for us. Right. And if we have a victim mentality, it is because at one point we have been victimized and, um, we have to acknowledge that, right? We have to acknowledge the pain that came with being a victim, whatever that looks like. Um, but also not to stay there and to recognize the thoughts that have caused victim mindset. And one of the things that I've learned is um, through being, having a victim mindset comes the thought of looking for someone to save you, right? Like you want someone to just like rescue you. Um, it's almost like a disempowering, it isn't almost, it is, it's a disempowering mindset because at one point or another in your life, you had no control over your circumstances, right? I had no control over what was going on around me or with my family. I, I, there was nothing that I could do. I was a child, right? And there was nothing that I could do that would guarantee my safety either, right? And so when you're a victim, you don't have, you don't have control over that. And so part of, part of having a victim mindset is this thought that you do not have the power to change your situation. And that is a lie, my friend. And I think that so many times, um, not just as women, but as men and women, when we go through something that is it doesn't even have to be the level of, you know, horrific situation, but anything that would impact us emotionally, we can get into this mindset of blaming and disempowering ourselves to make a change. And so when I say, um, you know, don't have a victim mindset or change that victim mindset. What I'm saying is that you have the power. I am empowering you to take steps to make a change, to take steps to change the situation, whatever that situation may be. If it's your mental health, make a change. And what does that mean? Take initiative and look for some help. Um, There is no shame in getting therapy. And I'm so glad that the mental health is, is something that is um, spoken about so openly now. Um, but it's also what I've noticed is that um, it's also become like this like crutch, like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I had this trauma and this trauma. And so it keeps you in this mindset of because this happened to me, this is why I'm like this, right? And while there is some truth to that, right? There's there's truth to the fact that our traumas and the things that we've gone through have impacted the way we see life, the way that we do things, the things that aren't always the best behaviors or the best patterns. Um, we still have the opportunity. We still have the power, right? We are empowered. If you're a Christian, you're empowered 
through the Holy Spirit to live in such a way that would be holy and pleasing and bearing good fruit. So we no longer can use, I shouldn't say we can no longer use, I should say it is not to our benefit to say that because of such and such, we are now like this. Because when we come to Christ, he empowers us. And the only way that we can hold, get a hold of that empowerment is by walking with him and abiding with him. And I think that um, so many times as Christians, we, and I've done this too, right? So I'm not saying that I've never been here because I'm telling you from personal experience that we can say that we believe that God is able. We can say, we can believe God for a miracle, right? We know that he He can do all things. But yet when it comes to our life personally, we don't grab hold to that promise. Like we don't really believe it because if we believed it, we would be taking a different course of action. And I hope that this is making sense. Um, but I really just want to empower you to take the next step, whatever that may look like for you to get better. If you find yourself in a, in a, um, position of, you know, just being in a low place. The third thing and the last thing that I want to just kind of, um, emphasize on is tonight. God's word is what brings hope to our lives. What I want to mention is Romans 8 28 and it says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And so that word all it means all. It doesn't mean all things that happen are good, right? No, it doesn't mean that. Um, and this verse isn't for any everybody. It says we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him. If you love him, you are wanting to honor him with your life. God is able to bring good out of even the ugly. And I know before, like I've heard this verse and it, it just kind of would seem like a like a band-aid or like when someone, you know, just is going through something really hard and you're like, oh, well, God, God will work it out for the good. Like, it's almost like um, not acknowledging something that's really bad that's happening. And I, I definitely don't want to do that with this verse. What I want to do is encourage you that God sees you in your pain, um, but that he also is really able to bring good out of even the ugliest parts of our stories. And I hope that just by hearing a little bit of my ugly story um, would give you hope and to know that, you know, God is able to to heal those areas. And I wish I could say like that it doesn't um, hurt anymore or that I am like really just over all the things that have happened in my life. I, I, I'm not there. But I can see the glimpses of, wow, God is re- has redeemed that part of my story. There are so many parts of my story that God has redeemed. And, um, you know, we're never going to be done on this side of, he- on this side of heaven. It's, it's a journey. And so just take heart, my friend, that 
God sees you and he desires to to heal you. He really, really desires to heal you and redeem those areas that have held you back, held you bound, kept you stuck, kept you in a place that God does not desire you to stay in. Um, he wants to free you from that. So I hope that by me sharing this, you have a little bit of hope to know that you are not alone and um, that you are able to get to the other side. So I am praying for you. I may not know you. I don't even know your name, but I have prayed for every single person listening to the sound of my voice that you would sense God um, through me that you would sense that God really does desire to do a work in and through your life if you are willing. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today, friend. If this episode was encouraging, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message on my website at francisllv.com. And if you think it might be encouraging to someone you know, feel free to share it. Also, if you like and subscribe, it would mean the world to me as that makes it visible for new listeners to find us. So thank you so much and we will see you next time.